This is the Manips and Sips podcast show, featuring two fellowship-trained, board-certified orthopedic and sports physical therapists. Join us as we talk all things physical therapy, manual therapy, performance, business, education, research, and of course, Sips. Hey everyone, this is the Nips and Sips podcast show featuring me. I'm Dr. Jeremy Boy and my usual partner in crime over there, Dr. Brandon Cruz. Today we're going to talk about what, what made us a PT or why we want to become a PT. Um, we haven't talked about this really since probably our first episode, so I figure it'd be a good way to kind of reintroduce us to uh, any of our new followers and kind of find out where our passion's begun. But uh, before I get too much into it, Brandon, how's it going? Going well. Um, yeah, thanks for, for the introduction. Um, we're doing a early morning one here. So we have our, uh, our coffees. I think you have what, OJ or something? No, OJ, yeah. I'm there we go. Last week. You know, maybe maybe there might be a little vodka in there. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we, we've definitely, what, we've been doing this for, what, about three or four years now? Podcast. Uh, podcast, on and off. Um, I think we have a different vantage point mm-hmm. maybe now than we did before maybe maybe not um it'd be interesting to go back and hear what we said the the first time not like you know why we got into it changes or yeah. change but um i'm sure we'll probably say something different give a little bit more insight there, there's yeah. clarity there's evolution into you know what we've done um you know since then but uh yeah so looking forward to uh this podcast a little bit of a break from the the clinical stuff though I have been getting a lot of feedback um, from uh, especially the younger population that listens to this. Uh, they love the clinical stuff. Mm. So we, we do have to go back to that yes. because they'll, I've, I've heard that they have an eval and they'll go and you know scan through our topics <laughs> and at least give them an idea of what to, to look for or what to treat, how to treat. So um, we probably should start deviating back that way for a little bit, but we yeah. want to try and grow this, this, um, this channel and what we do and what we talk about, especially as we grow ourselves. So we have uh, more to talk about, more to offer uh, our audience. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I don't know if I've told you that, but uh, Chris Carroll, who's my uh, fellow in training from your prestigious uh, all matter Regis, apparently uh, we are celebrities in that, uh, in that program. When oh, I let's go. Yeah. And I don't know if it's solicited from like your time before. I don't know if you told people about it, but he mentioned people know me as Jerry. I don't really mention that on the podcast, but he mentioned that he's just like, oh, Jerry's my uh, mentor. And they're like, Jeremy from like the nips and sips with Brandon. And they're like, yeah, we all listen to the show. So always super cool when you hear it, uh, even at the high levels from what you said, your students go and listen to it and uh, our fellows and fellows in training are listening. So super cool. Um, yeah, that's awesome. I, I didn't really promote it. Um, one, I think we're just getting started. It's a little uh, rough around the edges too. That's why we're probably should redo this one. <laughs> yeah. Two, um, I mentioned it to one guy cause he had a podcast and we were like, Oh, we should collab. And well, we, we haven't, um, you know, he had his like fourth kid or something and I was just busy doing i guess nothing but uh because i don't have any kids <laughs> but um yeah so we should probably do that uh and i just didn't want to be like oh hey everybody listen to our podcast you know i didn't want to yeah. like you know be that you know same uh shameless plug there but I, I guess you know we should more i mean why not but yeah right. um 
yeah transitioning to i'm glad to hear that uh yeah regions. i mean i have the utmost respect i mean that's so humbling that uh, a program of that caliber with the people coming out of that that uh program and teaching in that program are either a promoting it or b listening to it or both so yeah that are probably picking it apart uh, at home on a whiteboard like these assholes how many ums did we say oh, man. <laughs> especially our first episode those first uh <laughs> Those first few episodes, they were pretty brutal. Um, but uh, any recommendations actually for you guys out there? Listen to us on 1.5 to two point speed, you know, double time. We sound a lot better, mm. it sounds more cohesive. Yeah, so, um, I mean, you guys should probably listen to all your podcasts or audiobooks on you know, increased speed, you just get through it faster. Your brain can actually process it. It's yeah. a little weird at first, but now I can't listen to anything at normal speed. Yeah, um, 1.5 is the lowest I go mm. uh, because I just, it's, everything's too slow for me now. Yeah. I find so. that usually male voices with like darker, I'm not darker, uh, like lower um, monotones and that sort of stuff. I can put that pretty fast. Or females, they oh, yeah, speak faster. I have to slow those bad boys down. Um, but yeah, I, I, try and, I try and speed it up um especially our yeah especially for our early episodes but you know i just put up a post you know recently my like uh progressions of like the, my me doing the cuboid whip and how awful yeah. it was same thing yeah. maybe everybody out there you know you can listen to us like wow these guys sounded rough back then and now getting better maybe one day we'll have the time there's technology out there that helps out like clear up the uh the ums and all the the breaks in between but uh, me and Brandon are pretty busy guys, so maybe maybe in a couple yeah, of years. This is just raw content, one raw. take, uncut, and we put it out there. Um, here, I said I'm again. We, <laughs> I, I think for anyone out there who's like struggling to, we're totally getting off topic. Anyone out <laughs> yeah. there, totally, uh, you know, who's, who's struggling getting going, <laughs> wants things to be be perfect. Um, you know, Jeremy and I definitely struggle with this. Oh, redoing videos and editing them and uh jeremy still does a, a better job especially with trifecta of cleaning some stuff up like your videos are on point uh i'm just at the point i'm just i just put it out there like that was a huge barrier for me mm. i just got to the point i went to the other side i'm like i'm just recording this and it's going out there i'll figure yeah. out as i go uh we per you know we want things to be perfect all the time especially that's most of our personalities um a little bit ocd a little bit type a uh i have my type a's in, in other realms but this is like, I'm just putting it out there. I don't, I don't have yeah. the time, you know? Yeah. So, and, and you, you look listen to these other people and granted they have a whole team, like the Gary V's of the world. They have just a guy following around and a whole editing team. But I mean, that's raw content for the most part, mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're going back and obviously cleaning it up and, and picking certain parts, but yeah. Yeah, it's, just, it's just what their, their life is. Yeah. So. People gravitate to that. So <clears throat> But uh, before we get way, way off topic, reel it back in. Um, Brand, take us all the way back to the moment that you decided, I guess, what interested you in the physical therapy profession? How'd you find it? And then, um, you know, what ignited your passion to, to stay with it? You know, we have always yeah. talked about burnout. There's probably a, almost a mid-career point or early career point where it's almost like, you have to like stick with it uh, for a lot of our clinicians, but uh, let's, let's hear what, what made you fall in love with this awesome, awesome profession of ours. Total 
mistake. Mm. Uh, didn't okay. know what wow. I wanted to do. Uh, wasn't a good student. Uh, high school GPA, maybe a 2.3. Uh, went to uh, community SAT score was like a 790 or something like that. Like not, not good. Didn't care mm. about school, hated standardized tests was labeled, you know, X, Y, Z, you know, um, ADHD, ADD, dyslexia, all this stuff. Um, so I was actually like this close to becoming a plumber, which, uh, looking back, I'm like, yeah, maybe I should <laughs> I wouldn't have had, you know, $250,000 of school debt coming out, but, um, you know, so I uh, went to community college and I was like, all right, let me, let me do something. Also, you know, uh, early mid two thousands trade school wasn't cool right now. It's actually like a thing. It's like yeah. legitimate, yeah. right? Not to say it wasn't back then, but the perception the aura, yeah. it was like, our generation. You go to, school, yeah. you yeah. go to college, like you're mm. dumb if you don't go to college. Right. So, uh, went to community college, uh, and I was just taking some, you know, your gen, your, your bios, your psychs, your sociology, all that, all that stuff hmm. um, was doing better, but not, not great. And I was also, um, I had a, a few jobs. I think I did like some construction helping out stuff. Uh, nothing hmm. crazy. Cause I could barely put a nail on a wall. So I wasn't doing too much. There. <laughs> I was about to say, um, surprising. Yeah, you know, I had a nail gun. I mean, the guy would like do everything. He's like, here, just put like nails on a wall and clean up. Like it wasn't anything serious. And then I was at a YMCA. So that's where I was. I was just, you know, gym attendant, cleaning up shit. Um, there was a basketball court. So I was like, all right, cool. I'll, like I get to shoot when like it's slow. Um, so I did that. And then there was a PT office there um, attached to it, you know, a hospital base that like rented out some space. And I would always come in and talk to the um, what the security guy, just, you know, your, your quintessential like late 40s, early 50s, black guy, bald hair. You know, like like kind of like a shack, just like there. What's up, young blood? You know, how you doing? Um, you know, so you know, we'd say hello, you know, every day. And you know, then you know, over time we just started talking. He's like, What are you gonna do with your life? And I was like, I don't know, man. I'm just doing the school thing. I'm here. I was like, I got no no real direction. And then I was, you know, he's like, Well, you like you know, personal training, you're doing that stuff. I was like, Yeah, I'm into that. And he's like, Well, how about physical therapy? You know, there's uh Rob over there, and then he's like, um, you know, so I, I, well, I guess physical therapy was kind of on my mind, but mm. not really. I, I knew nothing about it. So he had put me in the direction. He's like, Hey, go talk to Rob. So I went and uh, he walked me over and he's like, Rob, you know, this Brandon young kid, take care of him type of deal. Um, he's interested in maybe doing physical therapy. So Rob was nice enough to let me uh, come in and, and shadow him. And that was yeah. I have more to the story. I'll add to it after you know. Yeah. Let you tell you maybe the first half of your story there, but you know that was kind of the beginnings of it, and I was mm. just kind of like, you know, deer in headlights, just kind of going through the flow, and it, I obviously didn't hit my stride till later. But we've all seen what I've uh, been able to do. Yeah, since, yeah. So. Spring, you know, I hit the springboard a little bit late, you know, a little bit delayed yeah. start, but I got through, yeah. which is awesome, and you've done amazing things with your career. I know we actually haven't had this uh conversation i thought we did but mm -hmm. i did not this is all like news to me which is pretty awesome so uh, well, i probably just didn't go in depth about how dumb i was early on <laughs> no i remember you said you're like oh you went to juco and everything like that it's probably where you picked up all your basketball skills to make a mockery of me and my uh but you said, yeah. I was leaving it out i wasn't <laughs> gonna go there just to let you know the man okay. who calls himself out on his uh 
past transgressions or failures and that sort of stuff. But uh, yeah, it's yes. Uh, I don't know if we told the Nips and Sips fan, but you know, Brennan and uh, KP there uh, did beat us in a basketball uh, game. It was only one game. We still got some other games to hash out, but nonetheless, they did win. But it's all that all that JUCO time that you know you were on the court, you know, refined yeah. you. But I did um, get hurt. Yeah. But uh, I, th- I think it's real important. I know we get some, uh, you know, college kids and kids listening into this, uh, maybe some prospective PTs. I think it's important to hear stories like this. I'm mentoring one student now um, who's having a tough time getting into schools, kind of giving up. Um, is like, oh, my grades are this and that. And, you know, hearing stories like this, I think should be empowering to those individuals and saying, listen, you know, you said your SAT scores was this, your GPA was that, and here you are graduated. Not like it, you started. I know, I know people who start PT school in their, in their forties, um, you know, and you've been practicing for 10 years, right? Give it close to nine, nine years, a couple practices, continue education now leading the profession. So I think it's real important. Hopefully that inspired some, some people there. Um, but um, yeah, mine was uh, also a mistake, not quite as uh, similar as yours in the sense. Um, I guess it goes back way back when uh, I think it was like Tuesday nights. Um, my family would always, um, my mom, my mom, if anybody knows Mama Boyd, she's a, uh, if she could be a priest, she would be. Um, it's a very, very, very religious. I think she was a Sunday school teacher for about everyone in my uh, church. And uh, I was even a Sunday school teacher. Not many people know about that, but I was a Sunday school teacher for like two years um, as a result of uh, being around my mom. But um, she loved the show, um, what is it? Uh, Touched by an Angel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she always made us watch it. Um, and, but right follow and right before it i think it was or no it was right afterwards uh it was diagnosis m for murder uh dick van dyke way old troll so those are the shows that we'd watch as a family mm-hmm. um but i was always interested in that um that kind of start start up the passion for medicine um and the, and i somehow from watching that show and kind of expressing my interest in medicine i got the nickname dr juju it's spelled J-O-O-J-O-O. Um, it's a family nickname. I, it's an Egyptian thing. I think they just take like your first letter and they like double it up with like a weird, like my brother's. Wow. Like, yeah. My brother's Dan Dune, Tim's Tamus. They, they get some weird nicknames, but nonetheless, um, they kind of spoke into existence where it was like Dr. Juju and that sort of stuff or Dr. Jeremy. Uh, that I should be your Instagram handle, Doctor Juju. Not the doctor, Doctor Juju. Doctor Juju. Then people are gonna think I'm like some sort of witch doctor, which yeah. I'm okay with. Um, you know, I was about to switch it to that dinosaur uh, one, Doctor Dino, when I did the manipulation with the uh, T Rex yeah. outfit. But uh, yeah, 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 maybe maybe that's how I get viral. But um, Doctor Juju. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna be getting a lot of comments for this one. I know, pretty, probably should have kept that under wraps but nonetheless they kind of spoke into existence of you know me uh, me being part of medicine and i know i always loved athletics of sorts or sports 
uh, wasn't especially good at really any sports, but I loved playing them all. Um, so I thought it was a good idea, like something to combine them both. And I was looking at athletic training and sports medicine, like physicians. And then somehow I, I was, I remember I was midway through applying or I sent out most of my college applications when I think by random chance, uh, Google sent me like something popped up physical therapist. And then I went down into a deep dive. I remember the article on US News where I started looking into it and they made the recommendation of volunteering at a place. And so I was like, well, seems pretty interesting. Seems like right up my alley. And then I, um, yeah, so I sent an email out to some local places in uh, Jersey Physical Therapy and Mark Rubenstein, who uh, I've brought up on my personal uh, profile of one of my mentors. Uh, he said yes. And came in and uh, yeah, they kind of all kind of probably started from that moment. And luckily of all the places and all the places around my hometown, uh, that was probably the best place I could have been. And if I wasn't there, uh, we'll talk more about it, but uh, it probably never led to where I am now. So thanks Mark for replying to my email. <laughs> yeah. There, there's always uh, someone um you know, kind of gives you your, your first break or whatever. So, you know, part of the reason um, why I take interns and fellows and residents and stuff, you, you pay it for Like someone did it for me. Someone did it for me. You know, like I said, with my background where I wasn't the most academic, I, you know, I wasn't a good student. I didn't know how to learn. I had little direction of where I want to go career-wise. Um, so, you know, Rob being able to take me in, you know, I have the utmost respect for him till this day um, that he, you know, helped me out, you know, took some kid. It was just like, hey, um, and, and he would show me stuff. He would explain things to me, explain the profession, because then as I would do the several months and I was getting more involved in school, you know, further into schooling, I was like, okay, what do I do? Do I do a PA? Do I become an MD? which um, I crossed my mind for a little bit. I think more so for the allure of it and the sound and actual passion for it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, you know, he's like, well, if you become a PA, he's like, you're going to be seeing all the patients while the doctor's out on the golf course. Um, again, this is like 15 years ago. Uh, and then one of the other guys who was covering for him was like, dude, this job's so easy. He's like, they teach you everything. Cause I was like worried about not having the competency to come out and treat somebody. He's like, trust me, they teach you everything. Um, hindsight 2020, they don't teach you everything. But, and then he had a Palm Pilot. I remember this. We were by his desk. It was like around lunchtime. Like someone was doing like, I don't know, like TKEs or something. And he's like, yeah, look, I just bought this Palm Pilot. I mean, this hell back. I mean, Palm Pilot. Yeah, you really aged yourself. Right? So, and he's like, you know, I make, I think it was like at the time, it was like 55, 60K, I guess, which was a lot of money back then. Obviously, for an 18-year-old kid, it was a lot of money. Um, he's like, yeah, I do nothing. He's like, it's so easy. It's laid back. He's like, I work like four days a week. You know, I'm working, you know. So he, he pictured, he painted this big picture. So, you know, that was uh, the beginnings of it there. I had my close friend in school. She was super smart. She wanted to go be an MD. Um, so we had talked about, okay, you know, like you're going to go be orth orthopedic surgeon. You're going to open up. You're going to refer me your clients, you know, we'll open yeah. up. And, you know, to me, it was just like, all right, sure. I, you know, you're just kind of saying, I didn't really, um, I didn't really know what opening up your own practice meant, you know, but mm -hmm. every year I kept saying it and kept talking about it. And then obviously it kind of came to fruition. 
Then I hurt my knee playing college basketball early on. Um, I didn't even get to actually play a game. Um, and I went back to Rob and I was like, hurt my knee. And then he evaled. He's like, yeah, I think you tore your ACL. I might be seeing you on the back end here for rehab. Um, so that was then that kind of really threw me into PT and, um, you know, obviously and it's so cliche, you know, everyone goes yeah. through an injury and it brings them to that point. But um, I'd say that was like the second or third part of my mm-hmm. evolution to it. Uh, so I, I transferred to uh, Temple University. You know, so I was there. I was working out, playing basketball, rehabbing my own knee there. Like I just I had two, two opinions. One doctor wanted to just cut me open right away. One was like, you can rehab it. Obviously, I went to rehab route, mm. um, did a lot of it on my own. And then I started with the Temple's PT later on. I'm fast forwarding here. Uh, and he had his OCS. And that's where I was like, I have the utmost respect for Rob here. Um, and then I'm seeing this guy, Joel, treat. And I'm like, wow, this is way different than what I've seen anybody do. Mm. And I'm like, why do you treat different? And he's like, oh, I have my OCS. I'm like, what's that? Mm. and here we are today because that gave me a and he didn't even do a residency he just studied for it uh, this yeah. guy was like brain man he like finished undergrad in two years went to pt school like just super smart mm. um, so i saw him doing some different stuff um and i just saw the level uh different level of knowledge he had mm. so i just soaked i asked him every question possible and then going into pt school i was like i know what direction i'm going in so yeah. Joel Roth, who is now he was the Temple PT Sports, is now Rutgers PT Sports. Um, so I saw that, and that that really put me on like an accelerated. Mm-hmm. Okay, PT school, I need to learn what this guy knows. I got to PT school. I'm like, they're not teaching me what this guy knows, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm searching now. So now I'm hitting stride. But then you know you have to do all the bullshit they make you do in PT school. So that kind of got delayed a little bit but i had i had the vision at that point oh well, that's great and that's before you were in pt school so but yeah yeah that was um you know while well, awesome. you're, you're waiting to get in and all that that yeah. process there that's awesome so that's that's great to see it's at such a young age um i wasn't really exposed to that probably till later um so so i am not the cliche story that you mentioned of where someone gets hurt and wants to wants to have PT I'm one I guess more the few or four between where I've had a very relatively healthy orthopedic career I had a lot of facial injuries and there's not that many much PT <laughs> as you can see here the deviation of here my teeth got knocked out so I had a lot more facial injuries like partially dislocate my eye for a little bit I don't know why but God it God shows in the way you play with what he gave basketball. me to start huh I said it shows in the way you play That's basketball, just <laughs> head first, man. Oh, yeah. Well, I feel like a lot of that was people hitting me first. And maybe that's it. I developed like a defense system where I'm like, if I can get hit in the face, it's going to be my call versus somebody's elbow or fist coming at me. But um, I digress a little bit. But, um, yeah, so I, I think uh, <clears throat> compared to your story, which I, I think is awesome um, to, to have that foresight to see some of these – more passionate or advanced clinicians so young um i think is pretty cool but um picking up i guess where i left off um someone i was uh yesterday sorry to bounce around 
yesterday I had the opportunity to speak to uh, kids, I believe in like a sports psychology program at Rowan. And one of their questions was, um, you know, what, what made you kind of get into the field or what made you choose this over the other medical professions? And that's where like Mark came in. Mark's an extremely passionate PT. So I was lucky that the first experience I had was a really good one. Um, and I say it was, I mean, they like my facility now has all like some loud bells and whistles and looks impressive, but I always say it's like what the communication and what the PTs bring, especially before like the patients walk into the room, really. Um, I think that's where really all our magic is. And Mark was, was especially good at that. That's what I thought was really impressive was his ability to kind of communicate, have full conversations with people. Um, I think I told about the, uh, the uh, what was it? The gentleman who uh, was going commando on a previous episode here, right? I mentioned that one, Brandon. Um, Golden towels. Uh, no. Long story short. If you did, I'm totally blanking right now. Uh, so Mark's working on this gentleman and I'm all about having fun. Oh, yes, uh, yes. I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I remember now. Old gentleman was going commando and everybody yes. was on the opposite side, uh-huh, uh-huh. not trying to look. And yeah. I found it hilarious. And I was like, if I can have this much fun and laughter at a job, this is this is for me. But uh, besides that, again, it was more that like, again, that ability to communicate like um, Mark brought me back for some evals, which was super cool. And, you know, I, I did go see athletic trainers and physicians. I was showing them, but I like the idea of, I like seeing your work. I like to see your work come to life to essentially. So um, athletic training, it's an amazing profession. You get to see someone triage and then, you know, they may go off to physical therapy surgeons. They do some amazing work. Uh, they operate and they may see you for follow-ups and maybe see you a year down the road. I liked being part of the whole process and kind of the um, detective work in between. So uh, watching people like week by week get progressively better, I thought was was a really cool uh, experience. So that led me down to applying. And luckily, um, I, d- I had a couple more applications to send out and I switched my, my interest to physical therapy and uh, did the applying from school and luckily got into some schools there. And um, yeah, that, that's pretty much kind of where it took us me into college. I was lucky to get accepted and then uh, kept going with being, I kept volunteering and or worked as an aide at a lot of places. I would say that it was pretty much every place that I worked at was not a good reflection of, of the profession, not like what Mark and his team did um, up until I got with James Aberdeen, Aberdeenery um on uh in one of the places and the same thing he had great communication and great rapport building um so it was good to see like the good and bad of each profession um but it wasn't till till my first to fill where it really got ignited when i got uh with terry terry andrews and he had his ocs and comt and especially from a manual perspective, but a diagnostic standpoint, I think that's what was the most impressive. And he exposed me to direct access, which I'm just a, you know, a junkie on that. Um, but just being exposed to how I was just like, whoa, like this, this is, this is, this, I, this is almost like a different profession. I think my brain, like when I had Mark just couldn't comprehend those sort of things. And then I like, spent three years 
around very mediocre therapists or mediocre companies. And then came Terry, who was just a tier above, uh, blew my mind. I was just like, I need to be like this. Like I was constantly, I remember constantly studying, reading things because I wasn't on his level. I was just like, how am I going to, how can I get on his level? And it wasn't until like the last week, he's like, oh, you're not, you're never going to get on my level. So like, mm-hmm. I'm constantly learning things. I'm constantly pushing myself at that point. I think he graduated or started PT school the year I was born. Um, he's part of the, he was a part of the first class of um, like bachelor's. undergraduate PT. No, this is oh, bachelor's. bachelor's. So wow. he went back and he got his doctorate. And um so, man, he, but he, he explained back then he was the only person who was like 18 going into the program. He's just great. like everybody else. It was like a second, third career. They're in their 30s and 40s. And he was 21 when he turned when he was in PT school. So he was wow. you know, raging. And the long story about that, I'll have to ask him to come on one day. But um, yeah, was, he was uh, I give him all the credit to, that led me down the path that I am in regards to education, learning, hands-on, uh, diagnosing. So cheers to uh, you, Terry, there. Sorry, that's only water today. Finished the juice already? Nah, I still got some juice. Oh, like the juice? Oh, a little bit of juice, but... <laughs> go. Yeah, um, I guess some other things. I got into PT school, luckily uh 3.3 gpa Ooh. and a 10 30 on my um GRE's worst fucking test ever um lopsided s score i had like a 690 or something on my uh math uh. um or a 720 on my math something like that something really high and then like a 300 on english <laughs> um like whatever, whatever that map um, maps out to, right? To, to make mm. a, ten, a ten thirty, mm. uh, the writing I did somehow surprisingly well on it. Um, I got like a four point five. So I don't know if people still have to take a jury to get a PT school, um, but yeah, you know. So I got waitlisted a lot from a lot of places. I got denied a lot of places. Um, got into uh, the two schools I got in right off the bat were Seton Hall and Rutgers um the other school i got waitlisted at thomas jefferson and pretty much denied from everybody else <laughs> um there might have been one other school i might have gotten waitlisted from but yeah so you know all you need is one uh for you know your aspiring pts that are looking to get in um all you need is one mm-hmm. so uh, i'd like to you know I've gotten pretty far in the career but a lot of it takes time takes work you know it, it's a really uh you know, your career is, uh, you know, that of attrition, you know, any career, you know, look at Kobe, where he came out of. Yes, he was a phenom, but he struggled in his first few years. Right. It, he was all about like the long game. Mm-hmm. Right. Just chipping away at it, chipping away at it, chipping away at it. Um, so, you know, you guys can get there if you put the time into it, put the work into it. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, then it becomes then it becomes easier. You know, if it's if it's hard for you now, it will become easier. The more the more you do anything, you get more skilled at it. Mm-hmm. Um, that goes across for anything. The more you play or do something, the better you get at it. Yeah. Um, so you know, Jeremy and I was talking about you know, uh, I, they probably should change some of the curriculums for PTs because I think some of your better PTs aren't the the bookworms. Mm. They're the ones that can do a little bit of everything, right? I'm not saying apply to PT school with a you know 2.0 GPA, 
that's not going to do it for you. But, um, you know, if you're well-wound and if you could talk to people, if you have communication skills and uh, things like that. So, you know, in, in perspective, to me, a 3.3, that's the best I've ever done in my life, right? Um, you know, so I thought that would be good, you know, but it wasn't good enough. The standards at the time were, um, you know, so high. You have a thousand people applying for a program. They're taking 50. Yeah. So, but luckily I got in and uh, the rest has kind of been history. Yeah. We're all blessed that you, you got in and you're a part of this profession and uh, we're all happy to have you here and on this podcast, especially. Yeah. But, um, and I'll say, I think that's given me, you know, like we, we talk about, you know, our passion and, you know, we, we take a hard line sometimes to, to other therapists that complain or don't get it or whatever. And it's like, most of you are probably way smarter than I am. If I can do it, you guys can probably do it. You guys can figure it out if you guys want to. Yeah. If you don't want to, that's fine. Then shut up and stop complaining. Mm. Um, so, you know, there, there's other stories behind it. So yeah. I pretty much tell my team and that sort of stuff. Of, well, yeah, if I've made it to this point, <laughs> the sky's the limit for everybody. Um, but, uh, you know, there's probably some things that, you know, held us back or, you know, especially your story and everything like that. And I agree. Um you know, the system probably needs to change, especially for this dynamic of a profession, which requires such a good, you know, ability to have good emotional intelligence and the ability to develop exceptional therapeutic alliance. I mean, those things, those things are required in every single facet of physical therapy, regardless of settings. So maybe we should look more into that than you know, GREs or SATs that test how well you're at math and English and writing. I Man, I still suck at writing. I Man, thank God for Cam in my office. Anytime I write a blog, he's just like, "Did you even read this, dude?" I'm like, "No, actually, but I can't oh, read. It. I can't read my own work. It's it's a thing." Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, you know, you know, a lot of I've I've met a lot of people who have done who are just seem like they're destined for this type of environment and little things like that can hold them back. So that, but that's a standard that is today um, to get into these schools. Uh, if you want something enough, you'll find a way to make it happen, whether it's you know, GPAA and you have to take courses again, or it's the GREs, SATs, just, you know, put your nose to the grind and uh, start studying up and, you know, get what you get. Uh, to get in and uh, from there, you know, dominate, you know, I've seen people where they're like, I remember that there was like, especially in our schools, a lot of the early admissions, like I was one of those, they, I think allowed like five or six people and they, I wasn't like that, but the couple of the individuals are kind of like this. Cause Oh, I got in from high school. I'm like, who gives a fuck? Um, but they okay, kind of don't even make it. Exactly. There's a couple of dropouts from that. Um, but they, those individuals kind of, you know, look down upon the people who are still trying to get in. And then once day one PT school started is there's reset button. Like they held that title for like the three years leading up to it. And then yeah. boom. And it was the individuals who had to, you know, claw their way in were the ones who were some of the most impressive. Yeah. Um, so, you know, keep that in mind and, you know, keep, 
chipping away and obviously we're here to help you I and mean, we've applied to PT school like 10 plus years ago so we may be a little outdated with how the system works but now it's all automated I think um, yeah. but you know just if you if this is something that you can see yourself and that was another question from the psych group was like why I was just like I just saw myself enjoying it and having passion in it and it's rang true where with the exception of documentation this doesn't feel like work to be honest um you know obviously your ups and downs and that sort of stuff but it's never like i'm drained or wiped out or hating what i do uh it's all fun and enjoyment so if that's something that you see yourself uh this is a potential then and something's holding you back from getting into school grind out and then uh, reach out to people who have and I'm sure, uh, you know, we all want to pay it forward and help you help you get in. Yeah, I mean, to, to share to that and then just to wrap up here. Um, Marta, one of my therapists, uh, I don't mean to put her on blast here, but this is really a testament to her. Really, uh, two of my employees, um, Marta didn't get in the first time. You know, we worked on some things. We talked, hey, what do you need to do to get improve your, uh, you know, your profile and then applied got in there, you know, PT school wasn't, I'm sure the easiest, but uh, she's crushing it now, um, has a passion for it. The patients love her. She's um, about to do um, our CNMT and she's applying for OCS as well. Like nice. she, she's, she's doing well. She's going to go far. She has the drive, passion, patients love her. Um, Alan, same thing. He's uh, in his early thirties, 34 now. Uh, he has had a couple careers. First, he was a mechanic. Then he went to become a PTA and was a PTA for about five years and then went into PT school, not our traditional route. Mm -hmm. Same thing. He's, uh, he's looking to apply for his OCS coming this summer. Um, you know, he's taken a lot of our courses as well and, and wants to be better and, and is going after and doing the things you need to do to continue to progress yourself. They're not just stopping when to get out of school. Um, like you said, those people who had the nose in the air, cause they got a three plus three. Great. The, the game's not over. It's just beginning there. Right. So, um, you know, keep a never ending journey, really keep uh, progressing. Uh, and I say that, um, hopefully they don't get, uh, they don't pissed off at me. I'm sure I'll heal something from Marta, but, uh, you know, that's a testament, you know, they, they wanted something, they kept going after it. And now that they have, it they didn't stop. They're continuing to progress and become better. Uh, and I hear on a daily basis, I have one patient coming up to me after another um, to pull me aside and tell me how great my staff's doing and how pleasant they are and how they're keeping the ball rolling and, and you know, controlling the environment and all the intangibles, which is, you know, as an owner, uh, music to my ears and a, and a testament to them. So uh, kudos to, to Martin Allen and just my staff in general. So I, I, hire, I hire young bulls, you know, more traditional one so not as inspiring of stories so uh but uh which is yeah young bulls will get their ass kicked now yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> i was just thinking about it I was just like don't throw yourself under the bus with that one uh and then you you found the way so yeah um but no it's uh you know i look for the same things uh obviously with interviews and that sort of uh, stuff you have a great staff that you uh you have a fun they, awesome they all have the but justin i'll give credit to justin for as young as he is he uh He's an old man. He's an old, he's soul. old soul. He's, he's played around a lot of different jobs and um, you can see it, which is the reason why it's like a lot of, you know, he's still at this stage where he's the CI or mentor to people who are 
older than him and yeah you know, he just how he comes off and everything like that is just awesome and he's uh definitely dabbled in a lot of things it's it's a running joke pretty much every day he's just like oh yeah i used to do this and with me and cam just shake our head it's the most obscure random things and he's somehow played around with it so all the credit to justin on that one and the rest of the team's pretty awesome but I guess that's pretty good for uh for now. And uh, hopefully yeah. some people got some insight what kind of drove us to at least start off to where we are now. But um yeah, hopefully it can help out some people uh get into schools and uh yeah, thanks for uh tuning in everyone and uh hopefully I see you guys at some courses and uh cheers. Cheers, guys. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Nips and Sips. If you liked what you listened to, please follow and subscribe to us on all major social media and podcast platforms. Please rate us on Apple Podcasts if you enjoyed the show. Interested in one of our courses? Go to www.iosmt.com. Interested in business and private practice mentorship and advice? Visit us at therehabcoaches.com. As always, feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions or recommendations, whether that be clinical or SIPs, at Manips and SIPs, at The Decent Doctor, and at Think Like a Fellow. Thanks for tuning in, and cheers, everyone. <laughs>